and I'm a mama. I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. And and you really have to stop with this hobby of yours, this mama hobby. It's it's a nice thing to do in your spare time, but you need to focus. What what should I focus on? What should I focus on, Dad? School and computers, <laughs> of course. Not being a mother. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. <laughs> This is Mama Needs a Movie. Yeah, it was like, it's uh, the movie we're talking about today is uh, The Fablemans, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those movies where you got to watch it if you are a completist. A, a but, Spielberg completist? Yeah. A, da- yeah, a Dano I mean, which, completist? Yes. <laughs> yes, for the Dano heads out there. You know, you got to watch Ruby Sparks. There's you Dano gotta watch heads. The Fablemans. Zoe Kazan is a Dano head. I know, big time. She got she got conjured into reality in Ruby Sparks. I never saw Ruby Sparks. Is that any good? It looked. I liked uh, it. Oh, really? It was fun. It was fun. The trailer. He, looks, he writes a lady, and then she's real. <laughs> uh, I don't mean this as as, an, as uh, to be aggressive or anything, but the trailer looks like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Wait, is that all? So the so the idea that it's good is actually kind of surprising. Actually, actually, actually? God, I hate the way my voice sounds on this show. I um, hate it. Did you, well, you do you remember the movie Monty Python and the Meaning of Life? Yes. Do you remember at the end where there's a part where de- where death comes, like the specter of death comes to this um, <laughs> dinner party, and there's uh-huh. one. It's a bunch of British people in the countryside, and there's one American there. It's Terry Gilliam, and he's uh-huh. like, he's he's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. There's something I'm, I have to say here. There's just something I'd like to interject interject right now. That's what I sound like on this show. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. There's just something I'd like to say at this time, which I think is really good. That's every single episode. <laughs> Sort of like a like a male Karen. Yes, yeah. And then Death says, "You Americans, you're always saying, uh, I just want to say this and listen to me while you're dead.'" Well, it doesn't work. You get dead anyway. You get dead anyway. All of um, them are dead, right? Except for John Cleese and uh, no, those are the remaining. There's only like two of them are dead. <laughs> I don't know how many of them there actually are. I think only Grant Chapman and uh, Terry Jones are dead yet oh, okay. so far. All right. So most of them are still alive. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't any, I mean, go Google them, make sure they're alive, but just don't, don't tweet about how they're dead. I'm not bringing any news. I'm just not paying attention. Today we have a guest. This is our, do you know that today's guest is a return guest uh-huh. and was our first ever guest on the show? Mm-hmm. Well, this, besides not, ourselves, besides the absence of a guest. <laughs> we started doing the show, uh, now it's like close to a year ago. Uh, it'll be a year like next month or something. And so uh, I feel like we're getting nostalgic now as the year comes to a close. We're like, you know what? Let's bring back some old faves. <laughs> Is that what it was? I just thought Danny was funny and it's uh, better to talk to your friends than to people you barely know. <laughs> Oh, I think I think you can have a good conversation with anyone, but you know, but Danny oh, yeah. is, a, is, a, is a favorite of ours. He's a favorite guest of ours, and um, this director is a great friend, a great writer, a great director. He's directed all kinds of stuff. Right now, you can see his work all the time on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He was our first guest on Mama Needs a Movie, and he's here to return tonight. His uh, our guest is uh, Danny Jelinek. Thank you. Hi, Danny. <laughs> oh boy, that was such a nice intro. 
You said you weren't going to give me an intro, and you gave me a big intro. <laughs> well, see, you got to do the bait and switch, but in a good way. Well, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big intro. It was just, hey, you know. Oh God, it <laughs> seemed big from where I'm at. I'm well, sitting. it's more than you probably get when you come home or something, you know? I doubt that your wife is introducing you like that. My kids give me a pretty big when I walk in. They're, they're excited to, to see me unless the television's on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unless the television's on. That's what's a, the What's issue. the hot show? What's the big show right now in the house? We're watching some SpongeBob. Ooh. Uh, we're watching, is that still on? Or is no, that we're old? watching we're watching the old one. I think they make new ones. My brother-in-law showed them some new ones when we were in Charlotte over Thanksgiving and uh we were doing like a puzzle at the kitchen table and I like looked up and I saw what like new SpongeBob looks like and it mm-hmm. and it was like the ugliest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah. Is it oh, like maybe, that? I don't know. I I don't know what I was actually looking at. Maybe new SpongeBob looks incredible, but whatever I was looking at was like uh. <laughs> it's like nightmare stuff. That's a little bit how Simpsons looks. It's too high. It's too high definition. It's too much detail. Oh, like you can drawings. see their acne. No. Yeah, they're not supposed to be. Do you remember when they did the SpongeBob uh, stage play and it was a uh, just a guy in suspenders? If you use SpongeBob on Broadway, that's what it is. It's just a guy in in suspenders. That sounds good. That's yeah. pretty low low def. That's low yeah. def. That's 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 the original SpongeBob, right? The theater? He comes from the theater? Oh yeah, it started as a state a one act <laughs> stage play off off Broadway. Yeah, it started, yeah, it started well, as and then it worked its way up to cartoon <laughs> and then got onto Broadway. <laughs> it's returning it's to its roots. It's but a, yeah, it's we're watching like the nineties or whatever, SpongeBob. It's it's really funny. It's very like zany and good. And mm-hmm. then uh you guys really want to hear about what they're watching? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, last a show time I remember, I remember Donkey Odie. Yes, I remember uh, playing like a puppet show. Fire and Rescue was was the yeah. only thing last time. Yes, Dino Train and Planes Fire and Rescue. Are the ne- <laughs> so now we've moved on. Now we're on some new things. Okay. Don- Donkey right. Odie. Yeah. Donkey Odie. Still bust out some Planes Fire and Rescue here and there. <laughs> I what think Anne it? texted me from the library. Like, should I oh. rent this? <laughs> I did. And I was like, well, it's on Disney if you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to rent that at the library. No, but it was more about the idea that I that I was like, this classic film that is now <laughs> echoing in my brain, I'm seeing it in real life. <laughs> yeah, you should have just gotten it for the bonus features, probably. Director's commentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where the planes talk about their acting process and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And such as I think a kid, I think all kids should should hold a disc, you know, like yeah, the, I know. When I'm mayor of this town, <laughs> all kids are gonna hold are gonna are gonna be like the hey, it's my little discs, and you know, uh, <laughs> now kids don't even know what discs are. As long you know? as you close down the beach, yeah. When the shark comes, I'm on board with this town. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, this time of year, I know uh, for a lot of people is the time of year when you go to the movies for the holidays. Uh, did you see? Anything over Thanksgiving? Uh, Sopranos. Yeah, the Sopranos, Sopranos, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes. A classic. Well, the Sopranos Thanksgiving <laughs> episode. <laughs> Was that what it's called? It's like Tony Soprano. He, just, he murders someone and puts them on the table. I think that does happen. I can't. No, we did. Seems we like did watch did. some. We did watch some Sopranos. 
Uh-huh. Oh, oh, and um, over Thanksgiving we watched. Uh, I made my family watch Survivor. All of it? Oh, no, just the newest episode. Oh, okay. And they had no context, and they still enjoyed it. But they were once it got into the strategy part. I was doing most of the. I was talking over it and pausing it. Like, okay, he's on the bottom. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and what he's doing right now is he's scrambling. You know, I had to like. <laughs> they, I, I think they enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, I think they, they told me they enjoyed it. <laughs> you um, you're someone I know. I know a few people uh, who watch Survivor who have been, recently been like reinvigorated into watching Survivor. Survivor now has very extremely loyal fans. Uh, I got into it over a pandemic because I don't know there was just a lot of it and. I know I know a bunch of people who like Survivor, and I was like, oh, "I'll check it out." And then I did get in; I got very into it. So now I'm just a Survivor head. And you have track of what happened to all the winners, besides no, the one that, with the tax um, evasion. That's the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the 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 uh, show sort of like all reality shows, like just it just washes away immediately. Like my brain okay. doesn't save any of that. Until someone's name comes up is like, oh, they were on Survivor, and then I Google it. You see them in real life. And I say, you know, you. in LA, <laughs> as we do, celebrities. One time I recognized the winner of a show called The Taste. It was like a it was like a, a Anthony Bourdain, Lute, Chef Ludo, and Nigella Lawson. Awesome. They would make one little spoonful of it was like the bite or the taste. Like the oh, object, is, they, they yes. would just make like a perfect bite of food, <laughs> and then they would have to eat it, or then they would feed it to the judges or whatever, and they would just be like, "That was a good bite," or "That oh, that bite doesn't work," or whatever. You know, it was just like a bite. They were orchestrating a bite, and uh, it was very silly. And then I recognized the winner because I watch all these cooking. I watch anything, um, but I, I recognized the winner at at. Uh, Gelson's and I was like, "Hey, excuse me, did you win the taste?" I said, <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, I did." And I was like, "Oh, that's great! Congratulations!" The winner <laughs> of the taste, no less. That's that's yeah. Nice. So it was a yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Winner, well, winner, chicken dinner. Talk to a loser of the taste. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, "Did you lose the taste?" <laughs> was the um was the bite? I'm just about the taste. Was the bite a um? Was it like one bite of mashed potatoes or was it like the classic thing of like, I'm going to get a little bit of mashed potato yes, and a little that. bit of stuffing and a little bit. Oh, so like a, com- like a few different things on the yes. bite. It oh. was a little bit of mashed potatoes, a little bit of stuffing, and of course, a bite of turkey. <laughs> a little and bit a of turkey, a little bit of cranberry. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, every that's the classic bite thing of like, okay, making the perfect. So sounds to me like what children eat for Thanksgiving, which is a single spoonful of food. <laughs> <laughs> All holidays. Yeah, I'm going to eat an apple. Okay, cool. Reality shows. I'll have some Kraft macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be over here. (laughs) (laughs) It's my dinner now. Oh, yeah. That is a classic, though. I think that a lot of Thanksgiving tables have a lot of good mac and cheese on it. I I had some. I'm going on my way to say I had quite a bit of mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. I uh, make the mashed potatoes for my Thanksgiving dinner with my family every year. Ooh. And this year, I put too much salt in it. Oh, no. 
<laughs> Did you ruin it? I ruined it, and everyone was being very polite, except for my niece, who is a little bit of a foodie. She she's like she's like a girl who could go on like Master Chef Junior. She like cooks a lot and does all these like TikTok things, like, mm. and she was like, "Too much salt." And I was like, Ooh. I was like, oh, oh, really? And she was like, yep, I'm not eating these. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, there she is advocating for her body. Okay, good, good. That's pretty hardcore. She can start the show Baby Taste. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The perfect bite of baby food. <laughs> Kids these days are hardcore. They don't Judged they don't by words. my niece. <laughs> and she's already halfway there with TikTok. So is this a typical episode? Is this good? Are we doing yeah, okay? you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I feel like job. I'm Don't really uh, finding my footing here, guys. I'm so sorry. I haven't been on the show in about a year. Oh. Everybody knows this is a this is a slightly atypical episode, only because we don't. This is very often the um, part of the show where we would be like, "So tell us about what you watched as a kid." No, 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 no. We've covered that. You know, we, we know. We, we know we don't so now anymore. we're just talking about the now taste. We're just, now we're just yeah. talking. Now we're talking taste. We're talking bite. We're talking uh, Thanksgiving. Well, we're talking basically around family, uh, which Fam- is family, family. This family is a fortress. Is that, I feel like that's what you actually want in your life. You've quoted that so many times. You know, I you know I've heard that phrase a lot lately mm-hmm. because um, this family is a Avatar fortress. is that's yeah. the name of the new Avatar movie. I've heard that phrase a lot lately, and uh, I gotta say it's true. Families are fortresses. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. When you really get down to it, it is true. That's why this movie is going to do well, is because Cameron understands the family is the fortress. Truly, this time next week, we will be watching. Actually, let's see. What's the date we're releasing this? This Later this week, people will be watching Avatar. If you're listening to this episode on day one, you might actually be listening to this episode on your way to Avatar 2. Or during it. Don't that would be now that would be that would be strange. That would get high, take a few really strong gummies, (laughs) pop on your favorite podcast, and watch Avatar. Right. If you watched Avatar two synced up to the Mama Needs a Movie episode, oh yeah, you know you're supposed to sync it up right when Danny claps. (laughs) (laughs) Sync it up, and you know you know they say Paul is dead. That's what the that's what you'll hear yeah, yeah. on there. Yeah, I yeah. buried Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Are you an I forget I don't are you an avatar man, uh, uh Danny? Like do you I mean, I know we have a lot of friends that are really into it and I um, like I mean I loved uh, the 3D experience of the first one. I love James Cameron and uh I I mean I'm not like I haven't like watched it a bunch of times. I, I love I love the I loved it in the theater. It was really awesome and I'm really excited to see this one in the theater. It's like the probably gonna be the best three D movie ever. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. That's fun to see the best three D mo- the best three D you've ever seen in your life. Come on. Yeah. See what I think is the next the next step, I think James Cameron is like, okay, I'm gonna make these Avatar movies. And then I'm gonna work on creating like a uh, a simulation that you can live in. So yeah. you can go to Avatar, Avatar Country, which I also own, and then people just plug in. Is that like Donkey Kong like, Country? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like the part in Soylent Green where right before you die, they show you like a nice video of sunset or something. Yeah. Where it's like you just lie there and you live in Avatar World 
and it's great. You just yeah, seems like a good place to be. Pay him rent. They got a yeah. good. They have a theme park. I've not been to the theme park, but um, yeah. everyone says yeah. that's the best. And then maybe yeah, they probably should do some virtual reality stuff because he has yeah. it all built. You know, he has that right. Whole world. It's all there. Exactly. It's all rendered. Yeah, you should. It's all rendered. It is guys. like the, I feel like the entire. It's all rendered. I feel it's like it's like a Grand Theft Auto. What do they call it? A sandbox game or a a. It's like there is a world. There is an avatar world figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. That's what I'm saying. Well. I'm I'm just reiterating it, but um, James, if you're listening, <laughs> James, if you're listening, you should do this. Yeah, uh, I saw Taruk the uh, Taruk's first flight, the Avatar um, Cirque du Soleil production. You did? It was just a guy in suspenders. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was just that like, is not, all so the crazy, were suspenders. isn't it? <laughs> um, Wait, when did you see this? Just a few years ago, I went with a group of group of friends. Oh, the, was uh, it at the pier? No, it was at the uh, Staples. Now the crypto, uh, crypto arena. Doesn't feel like downtown. you could see things crypto. at a crypto com. arena. Yeah, crypto dot com. People were like tra- calling that the crypt for a little bit, which was oh, a cool name for a place. Better. And then crypto dot com was like, do not call it the crypt. Oh, like oh, they yeah. they like made you? the announcers or whoever like not call it that. What? That's so stupid. Like, yeah. get people to call it the crypt. Yeah, the crypt let it be, be entertaining. Like the best name for anything. Yeah, like yes. for, yeah, they're playing down at the crypt tonight. God, like these people. I, if I was the Golden State Warriors, I would not want to go into the crypt. You know, like yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I went when I had a funnier die video. They went into the crypt. I practically went insane <laughs> with grief. <laughs> But well, maybe that's what that's what they're afraid of. They're like, universal reference. Funny or die. It's going to be upset. Tim Kalbakis so, um, mentioned the crypt last week or something. I know, yeah, because he's yeah. still upset. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he was talking about crypt. Yeah, that's okay. It's all right if everyone's who, still upset about it. Uh, Tim Kalpakis was on, and he mentioned the he crypt. He was mad about a video that went to the crypt? He he just mentioned it in passing, but I think the crypt was sort of a thing that people remember, like there being this well, crypt Well, when thing. we went into the crypt... We all worked in the basement of Funny or Die. Mm-hmm. And when we w- got a crypt video, we would play the song Dragula <laughs> really loud uh-huh. and like kind of dance as a group yeah. to Dragula while playing the video. Yeah. And, th- and then like people would like kind of kind of peek down the staircase to see what was going on down there. And they were scared. Yeah, it was kind of a, a kind of a, a summoning or something would happen. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 we would perhaps listen to Rob Zombie's Dragula and dance around in a, in a kind of uh, a kind of ritualistic thing. It was uh, I enjoyed it. It's a little satanic. So, uh, Rob, if you're listening, thank you, and thank you for the monsters, Mister Zombie. Thank you. Yeah, for... he's definitely one of our listeners. Yeah, <laughs> you know Zombie. Um, he's a filmmaker. He's a filmmaker. He makes cinema. He needs movies like any other mama. Yeah. Yes. That's right. That's right. Well, you are a. Um, I forgot to mention, Danny, that you are. Uh, you're of all the roles you've played and things you've made and worked on. Your most important role is that of father. And <laughs> the best. Uh, that was the best. I laugh the, every time. Every time I laugh. The, uh, you're the only one who. who likes it i think and no um, no that's not true uh, yeah. oh everyone likes it right and they also don't hate your voice <laughs> well, there's can... something i'd just like to say here i know i just think this is just a wonderful opportunity <laughs> just to just talk about uh, i don't know uh, i hate it now i hate it completely i hate it uh but as a father uh, 
What? The the joke that Ryan, you hate Ryan's joke? You hate my no, joke? I hate his voice. I hate his yeah, voice. Yeah. Now yeah. I, he turned me. He turned me. Now I'm like, yeah, you know, it's pretty bad, actually. Okay. You're looking forward to Jennifer. Um, you understand uh, this is a family film we're talking about. It's about family. Uh, family. Which is what? Which is what? Is it a is it a fortress? Are they a fortress? Are the, the Fablemans a fortress? <laughs> These Fablemans. Family is a fortress by Stephen Storyberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I didn't even get that until I was reading the Wikipedia for this page or for this movie that I was like, "Oh, it's Spielberg." Oh, Spiel is in Spiel. Yeah, like you're in a Spiel. Like, oh, oh, oh. oh that's what the kid. So Fable and Spiel. No. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. So he yes. says because my name is has the word spiel in it, I'm going to say yes. fable, and it's the same thing. Well, actually, Tony Kushner said that. He he was like, "How about this?" And then Spielberg was like, "Oh yeah, that's great. That's a great idea." That's hmm. insane. I mean, that's. I think we when we all heard that when I heard the name Fableman, I was like, "Okie dokie, we're, you're really laying it on thick there that you're a storyteller and you come from a family of fable people." Yeah. Uh, well, do but, you though? I think mostly you're the most incredible filmmaker that ever lived. <laughs> um, this movie is uh, has been out a few weeks, and I, this is actually the kind of I, I like to talk about a movie around this period. Because it's not like it just came out. And so if anyone who wanted to see it has had now the opportunity to see it. If you haven't seen it now, maybe you'd, you're not interested in seeing it. We're going to talk about the movie in depth. Uh, we're going to talk through a lot of spoilers and everything and, and plot and everything. So if you really, really don't want this movie spoiled at all, maybe uh, wait to listen to the rest of the Cover your ears. Cover your Cover ears. ears. Keep playing the podcast. We yes. need the... <laughs> We need the views, <laughs> yes. the streams. Yeah, the views, the views. But, keep but cover mind, your ears. <laughs> but keep in mind that this is a semi-autobiographical movie. Podcast, yeah. Yes. Oh, and, po and podcast. Everything it's a very autobiographical podcast. almost true. Yeah. Um, but because of that. Oh, we should give ourselves Fableman-y kind of names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What I'm Danny <laughs> Rubber Face. <laughs> Oh, you mean like like nom uh -huh. de plumes? Like we should give ourselves fake. Yeah, that's a very that's like a reference to the words in the. My yeah. name is David Rubberface. <laughs> Wait, you said because 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 jelly neck. Jelly <laughs> Shouldn't it be peanut butter? Uh, what do you want? Yeah. Oh, peanut butter. Okay, peanut butter. But what's a better neck than Stupid. face? Knee? I'm Danny. I'm Danny Peanut Butter Knee. I do. I like that. That's that sounds like a movie that's coming out next year, right? Yeah, Christmas that sounds time. like a Tony Kushner suggestion. Yeah, yeah, it does. You're it really does. And Rhythm Man, mm. Ryman, rhyme, rhyme. Well, oh, rhyme. Oh, yes. It's Reman. That's the problem. Is it's Reman, so it doesn't really play off of. Ryan, we cut that joke. That was a bad one. That's okay. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Anyways. I think what it is is I just think of it as like when you get a response to an email that it's re-man. So I guess it would be like forward man. 
Because that's another option you could get. Okay. And your turn, Ryan. <laughs> oh, well, I, of these course, am. gold, Ryan. Yeah, so are, you're competing with are, gold. These are all making the show. You uh, need Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Perez. Well, people, the only thing that sounds like is president. And so maybe it would be, uh, I'm I'm Ryan Sen- Senator, but not the full word. Like Ryan Centaur. Senate. Centaur. Centaur. Yeah, there you go. Centaur, yes. Yeah. Perfect. All of these are great films. Uh, right, so right it's center. thinly disguised biography of Steven Spielberg's actual upbringing. Yes. This is a biographical film that he had said maybe he was not going to make and uh, toyed with making over the years. And finally he found that this is this was the film that was in his heart to make. And he has now made it a story of his upbringing. Uh, that's it. And about his yes, parents. Yes, with his, his uh, engineer dad, who was... Uh, apparently a very successful engineer, worked in sort of early computers. And then his mom, who was a pianist, uh, and they started out uh, these very sort of, they're portrayed as very diametrically opposed in certain ways, that it was one of them was the scientist and one of them was the artist. And then he had to figure out where he fell. And then there were three sisters, three little sisters. Um, The initial uh, screenplay for this was actually written, co-written with one of his sisters, Ann Spielberg. Uh, and then he in like 99 or something a long time ago. And then Tony Kushner wrote this draft with Steven Spielberg. And I was like, yeah, because the sisters are really not in this movie. I'm really I would be so curious about what that original draft was. This is my big complaint. I, I saw the film and rewatched it again uh, for, for this. And this was something I thought about was that a more complete version of this family story would focus a little bit more on the on the sisters they're very young yeah but um in particular Anne spielberg uh went on to write big and um Mm -hmm. uh, uh, some other films uh small soldiers that worked on small soldiers and some other films it's like it's not like they're just nothing in this story i mean they're uh, they (laughs) They have their own lives (laughs) (laughs) i mean but they but yeah they are i mean they're not they they are kind of reduced to it really is this the little steven spielberg story in a way yeah 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 which is kind of strange because i think as a filmmaker i always I've, i've always seen him as somebody who is a pretty generous filmmaker with characters I mean, he is an auteur, I guess, in a certain way, but seemed very, didn't, this movie is surprisingly self-absorbed, I I felt like, because of the way that he's portraying himself and portraying himself as both uh, somebody who has to deal with a lot and is the center of his parents' attention and everyone's amazed by him kind of constantly throughout the whole movie and i was really like this is steven spielberg is this really what he's like this is surprising to me yeah my notion of spielberg's biography and i think that maybe this is something that's sure i don't know where i got this i think it was it's just from reading about him and everything was that or stories you hear over the years was that his mother was a wildly creative person and and very mm-hmm. uh, really really like supportive of his creativity and his father was not his mm-hmm. father was a very logically minded uh, man who was uh, very uh, driven by uh, science and logic and didn't understand his son's filmmaking impulse which is not true in real life and was not and is not portrayed that way in the movie either. He has two wonderful mm-hmm. supportive parents yeah. who actually real are really, really supportive of him. <clears throat> uh, 
Oh, do you have yeah. something to say, Danny? Um, yeah, I take issue. No, uh, I was just clearing my throat. I was just <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm offended. Let me clarify. Yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I, it, it's funny that movie is is weird because it's like probably like obviously some of it's like made up or sensationalized, but. There's stuff in it that like resolves too much like real life and not enough like a movie <laughs> or, you know, it's just like to me, it, there's like this anti-Semitism thread that starts when he goes to the new high school. I don't know if I'm if we're supposed to go in order of what happens in the movie, but like I was like, oh, oh this OK, is this is going to get like a little bit like school ties or something. That's what mm-hmm. it felt like. Like he's going to have like people tormenting him and and making him, you know feel small but it's sort of just like it's like it happens and then he's just like he ends up like dealing with it very quickly and it's fine <laughs> like it, yeah. It, yeah it was like oh you don't usually see it things like this like usually this is like what a whole movie would be about normally but in this movie it's just like no i uh i went to the beach and made a movie with some of these people and <laughs> yeah. they don't seem to mind me being there and all of a sudden even though like two yeah. you know scenes ago uh they broke my nose or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they're like yeah we're anti-semitic but it's okay we're still that- gonna have a good time at the beach you're not a top priority at the beach yeah. you know we're gonna exactly. play volleyball yeah. Yeah. we're gonna put the we're gonna put the anti-semitism on hold on, di- yeah. on senior ditch day <laughs> on ditch day yeah we're playing volleyball we're racing uh, this uh, to to jump forward to the end of the movie. Um, I don't think it actually it's in a. I don't think it's a, at all strange to talk about the movie backward to forward in a way because the ditch day sequence of this movie from the time he says let's go to ditch day <laughs> to, the <laughs> to the shooting <laughs> ditch day to yeah. showing ditch day on the to his class at the prom or whatever to uh, the conversation that follows that with his bully is about scene. I yeah. feel like it's about 30 minutes of the movie it's a yeah. titanic portion of the film extremely it's it's <laughs> very very important it's obviously very very important and it is to this me this movie was almost called ditch day <laughs> <laughs> It was almost two and a half hours of just guys and their muscles and their racing. I found Ditch Day, the scene directly following him showing Ditch Day at prom, which is a weird prom, honestly, isn't it? Where they show you, a movie in the middle of it? Where yeah. they like yeah. sit down yeah. and watch Time a movie? out, time out. <laughs> Time out. Uh, James Urbaniak, a wonderful actor who I like a yes. lot in there. Yes. A, yeah, yes, he, he does say time out. He does say yeah. time yeah. out, everybody. Let's watch a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he like messes something up and it's like, oh, that's a really good little touch in there. It's, yes, a, it's goes, a wonderful he one goes, line. Lights, but then does yeah. the movie. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And he goes, I mean, like, I noticed that too, Anne. Yeah. I was like, I think he did that. That was his oh, idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, he's 100%. Very good idea. It was very. Uh, it was like make a character out of one scene, but yeah. that's that part where like they show Ditch Day, and all the students are sitting on the floor, and then immediately following the guy, who is the star of Ditch Day, the anti-Semitic uh, dreamboat, who also looks exactly <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I mean, who doesn't love him? Semitic dreamboat. But he is—he is so close to the lead actor in 
um, West Side Story that he made basically at the same time. It was mm. like, is this the is this the leftover Tony that you didn't cast? Because it's like the same <laughs> guy. Basically. He probably auditioned for Tony and didn't get he it. He probably or did, and then he was He's like, like you mm. lost it to Ansel. Yeah. yeah. Ansel yeah. got that one, right? You, Ansel got were... that one, then got canceled. And was this guy was probably like, How do you like me now? He's all like, right. Yeah, all I am is pretend anti Semitic. Yeah. Um, but anti Semitic guy. Like, you, you know what? You're so good. You get to be an anti Semite. <laughs> Thank you for your wonderful audition. I love the way that you anti Semitism all over this scene. But the, he gets so mad. He's like, I don't know why I'm so mad. And why did you make me look that way? And, and then. You made me look like a golden thing. (laughs) Yes, thing. I was like, wait, do you not want to say God because you are aware of the movie in the future where golden God is used? Yes, yes. He does not want to say the word. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's happening. It was like a small edit, small edit in the future. That Um, scene in the hallway is so long. It's so long. Yeah. It is. I, I don't know if I... Maybe it's so I'm, significant. Yeah. It's so significant. And I honestly found that part so much more compelling than his mom and his dad. I was like, I understand. Really? You thought you thought that was... Yes, because it was about like, yeah, why did he do that? That was a weird move to make. That was very strange. But it was like, oh, I think what he was doing, which is not stated in the movie... But I think what he was doing is what Spielberg has done his entire career, which is he's not, he, you know, with the exception of Schindler's List, which I think is different, he does make these sort of Americana movies, Mm -hmm. but from the perspective of someone who isn't accepted as being quite American because of his being Jewish and because of, you know, being part of a different community. And so what he's starting to do in that scene is he starting to say, "Oh, this is what I I need to be. I need to be the guy behind the camera who's highlighting the the golden thing, and then that's my path to success." Like you don't you yes, you try yeah. you do you don't beat him you join him basically. So this is a, this is a metaphor what... about working with Harrison Ford basically is what, we, is what you're thinking. <laughs> yes. He's like, I won't cast an actual Jewish person as my mom because that's not what you do. That's just not like even in making the movie, he's got yeah. two fake Jewish people. Is like, well, oh, that's, that's interesting. Consistent with what's happening in the scene with the Ditch Day. Yeah, which recently got called out. A writer, uh, there's a, a writer wrote an article. Yeah, Jude, Jude Dry wrote an article today about how it's weird that that when Jewish characters are played by non-Jews, and particularly in this film. Um, yeah. Uh, that, well, particularly uh, women. And the one theory that I read, which is very disheartening, is like, well, it's guys writing about their moms, and they, they don't, they're like, I don't, like, they see them as their moms. So, yeah. like, please don't, I can't have a Jewish character who's, who's not going to make me go yuck. <laughs> That's my mom. Well... I don't know what it is, but it is weird in this movie. It's a it's a deliberate choice, and I do think that this movie uh, on rewatch it did. I was struck by the idea that Spielberg, which is this is by all accounts real, the first you know in the in the making of his films as a young man is basically showing these films, the early films, mm-hmm. the 
war films, the early westerns and things. He's, the ditch he's films, the, the ditch war film. films, the ditch Mainly films. Mainly the ditch the films. Well, whether it's a war, a, do- a war film or a ditch film, he's showing it to- <laughs> Genre pictures, uh, ditch films. <laughs> he's showing it movies. to uh, basically white classmates, uh, yes. or, or I should say um, uh, Gentile classmates in Arizona. And yes. this is his training. This is basically his test screen in a way. Yeah, which is amazing. What it's a good, like, what a good audience for America. He, he learned. People always go, well, how? Gosh, how does Spielberg have such a like an instinct for America? It's like since the time he was a young, very young man, he was making movies for the middle of America. Like, and if something played to that room, then great. If it didn't, then not. Yeah, uh, but yeah, what like I think if is the bird poop sequence had failed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He yeah. knew that was going to be a hit. He knew it, it. and he knew and it. And it I, killed. I love that guy who celebrates his. The guy who celebrates like, rules. Yeah, yeah. He's the that, hero. I actually uh, that that <laughs> <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> he's just so it's. He's so happy. He's just like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that kid. Yeah. He's, you are I mean, that kid is what it is. We all are that guy. You know? I, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> that's what the hearts. movie's really about us. <laughs> I just guy. think in, in this movie, Michelle Williams, I could see why she was casting this, even if it's a little weird, is that her career has has really been focused on her looking at things and being shocked by them, <laughs> but slowly. <laughs> <laughs> what and what else? Brokeback Mountain, like oh, uh, Brokeback Mountain. I'm thinking of um, Manchester by the Sea. What else? Yeah. What mm-hmm. else? What other movies uh-huh. is she? Drive. Uh huh. Drive. Uh, not in Drive. <laughs> well, she is in Crive. She's in Crive. The the straight to straight to red box version of Drive. It's cranberry scented. <laughs> um, uh, what other movies has Michelle Williams been? I mean, this is a Venom. That's, that's Venom three Part Two. Big Dawson's. Movies. Uh, yeah, yeah that, I guess that is. Yeah, her 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 uh, her mo. Michelle Williams. I think it's pretty good in this movie. Um, she has a. Uh, I, I'll say this: She looks like she could be the uh, a mom to these children. Where Paul Dano looks like he's he, he's younger than the kids. He does. There's a scene towards when, the end when, where yeah, he's he consoling up. his kid. <laughs> I think I think Nick said that when he's driving the car, it looked like it seems like he's gonna beat up his dad. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. When he's like, "No, you're having a panic attack. Your mom has these." I was like, "Are you? Are you trying to help him? Because I think he's. I think he should help you with something. You don't just their faces together was like, no, that you're. <laughs> you something is missing from you seeming older. Dano's just not. He just does not read as an old. Like, and I'll say this: there will be blood, which we all. I think we would all acknowledge as a great American movie. Yeah. You know when Dano's like a young man, you know, he's preaching yeah, those all sermons the time, out in the desert and everything. And currently. Well, yes, but like <laughs> in that movie, he's the he's the right. he's the version for these for the most of the movie. And then they cut to like 10 years, 20 years later or whatever, and he is supposedly grown into an older man who is going back to visit Daniel Plainview in the bowling alley. 
Yeah. And you're no like, spoilers. This it's all fine when yeah. he gets there. But it's not. You look at it. The, <laughs> and even though there's a brilliant movie, and I think he's very good in the movie. But I'm like, this is not an older man. This guy looks like a kid who's, you know, 15 years old putting on a suit and trying yes. to be older. Yes, you know? he looks like even a, in that part, a child wearing a costume of an adult. Yeah. So it's and very he, and, weird. And big time in this movie. And this is tw- this is like tw- we're, we're we're like verging on 15 years later. I am still like still man. Still not like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like married, has actual real children in his life, still looks like a child. But no, I think yeah, the he, casting of him is so weird because the way that I think that his strengths are kind of being like a little bit um shocking sometimes, like his his like freak out performances are are one of his strengths but just sort of sitting quietly for the entire movie is not is not like casting someone who's who's like oh he's got so much going on he's just an awkward man or something it's just like this feels just like a quiet performance i don't know what's going on with this guy almost i i don't know if it's spielberg doesn't know what's going on with his dad except that he was nice and kind of scared of certain things maybe Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know what he's like. I know what your mom's like. Oh, wow. The mom is very kooky. Mom but is kooky. who is the dad? That's the real question. <sighs> it's the dad. He's, he's soft-spoken. Nice. He's a soft-spoken yeah. man. But I do yeah. agree that maybe a different actor could have could have brought a little bit more behind the eyes there than, than Dano does. Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I, yeah. I would say I I'll give you a, an example of a scene, which is yeah. there's a scene to again now work backward in the movie. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where he's living in Hollywood, the or, or his dad's living in Los Angeles doing uh this is post divorce. Oh yes, on Barrington. Yeah, he's living in, on Barrington <laughs> Avenue in Brentwood, and uh-huh. uh, he goes to the, the this kid Sammy Fableman goes to visit, or he, I guess he's living with his father or or something at the yes. time. Yes. And so. you get the sense that his that, that this is post divorce. His life has sort of deteriorated, and you get as he's living in a small apartment in in L.A. And you know it's not the same life that he had when he was with his family. And I was like, "What does this remind me of? What does this remind me of?" And I was like, "Ah, catch me if you can." Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh-huh. it reminds me of cr- those scenes with Christopher Walken and DiCaprio late in the movie when Walken's oh, working yeah. as like a postman or whatever, and he's embarrassed to be seen by here. He's like, "Don't tell your mother," and blah blah blah, and you know, um, and and I was like, "God, I really prefer that version of this scene." <laughs> yeah, he's too old and too interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think there's not, there's like, like he's, he's, he's amazingly passive as he's depicted in this movie about his wife being in love with another guy. And, and honestly, that whole thing with the other man, I was like, did they both sleep with him? Cause that's what, if I didn't live that life, I would be like, you seem to be setting up the three of them are in a romance. When they're all well, tossing her back and forth during the he's camping He's going to have to shoot more footage and look in the background and you know, figure it out. That's Do you remember way. that yeah. when that happened, when you found out about the affair your parents were having by looking at footage really close? That would definitely be the worst way to find out. Yeah. It, like blowout style? But then he cut it yes. together. Yeah. 
but then he yeah, cut and it then together. Make, and then make an alternate edit of the happy weekend <laughs> to, to show, to, show your to your mother in a private screening. He's like, I kept it in the drawer in case like, I ever. <laughs> little box of hate. He's like, yeah. here, I didn't know when to bring this up, but I cut a whole film of your affair. All the clues. Yeah. All the clues were theirs. Mr. Policeman. Mr. Snowman. Or Mr. Policeman. (laughs) The uh the fact that like he discovers that like blow up style is so funny because it's like you're looking through the viewfinder. Like you're not only are you looking like you're a filmmaker, Danny. When you when you look through the viewfinder, you can see what you're seeing through the viewfinder, correct? Well, yes. Nowadays we use monitors. (laughs) Yeah. It's a monitor, okay. Let's give it a And you can also see you can see what you're seeing with also with your eyes, eyes type yes, eyes. Yes, like with my eyes, I can see yeah. as a person. So, <laughs> eyes, eyes type and filmmaker. Eyes. So, what is he? What? Why? He has to like roll it back to be like. I think they're holding hands, like in broad daylight, in the most broad daylight I've ever yeah, seen anything happen. They're boldly yeah. doing it in the background. Yeah, they're not doing it. It's not that bad. You know, they're doing basically it, holding doing hands. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're not doing it. Is what I'm saying. That's they're they're way. holding hands. They're kissing each other. Holding each other. They're gazing into each other's. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're pretty. They're, I guess people are very aware of cameras now, but they're pretty unaware of Sammy's camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, is is Sammy's camera the 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 shop uh, the camera store yeah. out here named after <laughs> Fableman? Uh, most likely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> most likely, yeah. A lot of people say yes. <laughs> His uncle, the the lover uncle, is is buying a camera at the exact second that Sammy Fableman is selling his camera. I'm liking that. I'm into that scene. <laughs> it's great. It's like that's a like. Oh, yeah. That's that a like. <laughs> I give that scene a yes. I it's like very that scene. much uh, it's nice. It's like, how do we get this accomplished as quickly as possible? Like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this. And I like the I, I do like the scene outside too where he's like, Take the camera, buy it from me. Actually, I gave you the money. I love all that stuff. That's good. I'll be your dad soon. Bye. <laughs> I'm having an affair. Oh, you know. <laughs> you know, right? Do you know? Do you know? Hey, that you got they... another cut of that film? <laughs> oh my God. I, I'd like to see the movie. Oh, I could look at that for hours. Your mom told me you made a little hate film <laughs> about me and her. Uh so you screened it. Can I go to the closet? Can I watch it? <laughs> well, see, that's the part of the of the ditch day scene you don't you didn't see is that they showed yeah. ditch day, and then while the kids were still sitting down, he was like, "Hey, you want to hate watch my mom having an affair?" <laughs> yeah, that was the after, little double the feature. Play, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he pops it like, in right before he goes to the lockers. Yeah, so many. All right, kids I gotta go, but here's a little taste of something I'm working on. <laughs> It's a little oh, that affair. It's a little thing. rough. Yeah, it's so a little. Uh, it's we a open little, on my mom dancing in front of the car. Here's my yeah. mom dancing nude. You can make out a, a line of her naked body uh, in this uh, nightgown if you uh, gaze at it. That's fun. That's fun for your dad to be like, "No, stop doing your dreams. Make a video of your mom dancing oh. naked in front of a car." To make her happy. Well, now you're getting to the core of some stuff here, which is, again, now working memento style through the ball. <laughs> See, that's more the demonstrative plot. than a this character A very special ever is. memento episode of Mama Needs a Movie. Yeah. This is the Does betrayal Mama episode. Does Mama need pants? Uh, they go on a camping trip. 
the the family goes on a camping trip with the uncle who ends up being the more more than just an uncle more yeah than not just a, weird more that they bring the, the uncle uh, I was mad weird. at him uh I was mad at the uncle during the scene where they're having it they're singing the song and he wrecks it man that made me mad yeah oh, what yeah. are they singing they're singing uh, uh like a I actually don't know it's a Jewish song uh-huh. it's it's very pretty I, and I wanted to just them to finish the song <laughs> yeah. as an audience member and he's like la da 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 I was like no yeah. he's adding all his kind of parody lyrics on top of it yeah he, um, he's such a he dork. does like a weird Al Yankovic sort of version of the song yes which he knew about from the future because with uh, everyone in this movie knows about the future You know what, the character, the real life people of Mitzi and Benny, they actually owned a uh, kosher restaurant in LA for like 50 years. It's still there. It's called the Milky Way. And yeah, she was like this, the hostess. And then Benny was like the, the kind of like the business end of the restaurant. And so she hosted It's not open anymore, right? No, it is. You can go. Where is it? Uh, I would guess Fairfax. It's called the Milky Way. I'm gonna look this up. You could do pickup, locate. Oh, locations. There's more than one. Oh, Pico. Pico. It's yeah. Pico. Pico and Robertson area. What if I went there and was like, "This is built on a lie. This entire restaurant is built on a on an evil looks- infidelity." This looks good, though. You shouldn't do that, Ryan. I should probably just go and get some These food. potato pancakes look really good. So, Benny, the Seth Rogen in the movie, and her, they, their relationship lasted. It wasn't yeah. just a short-lived uh-huh. thing. No, no. Well, you know, this is a weird one because you Oh, you look think at, it's okay now? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Wow. You, could look at, you could look at what she did. Uh-huh. as she the mama if you will the, the, yeah, the mama, mama of this the movie mama. Yeah. she dared she to, said i'm I, I i i love my husband i i actually do love my husband arnold spielberg by the way yes i love him love him love him but i am more in love with benny his best friend so she not only left this guy for it wasn't like she left him for some random guy. She left him for his best friend. So this man she, loses. She says, though, that, like, no, it wasn't your best friend. It's my friend. And then I was like, wait. So then was she inviting him over? And then it was like, oh, because you don't really have any friends. And he's also a man. You're now sort of assumed to be best friends. But really, the entire time it was about them. I mean, in reality, she probably was. Right? I mean, she probably had more to do with him coming over than anyone. Anyone, if she, if they were having a love affair or an attraction. Oh no! I mean, before you know. that, where it, like, I don't know. It just seems like a very. But the anyway, uh, the point is, is that Paul Dano <laughs> in this movie is portrayed as saying this guy is my best friend. Yes. So this man yes. loses in one fell swoop his best friend and his wife. Devastated. This man is decimated as a man you might be inclined to say like, this is a pretty bad deal. This is like this Mitzi woman is, you know, it's pretty bad news. I would say though, if her and Benny had a relationship that lasted decades afterward, Hey, you know what? Maybe that was meant to be. So it's okay. It's, it's, you think our fairs are okay if they last? I I think, I think sometimes people are with people in that. Arnold Spielberg is a Baxter. 
Yes, yeah. he's such a I mean, they would. I mean, they have a they have a worse word for him now. They call him a, a C U C K or a uh, or a. Uh, uh, What's that they, spell? All I would say is that he's not. Is that if you an affair? If you leave your wife or your husband to go like I get married to another saying. person, that's what. Uh-huh. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's one thing to be like, I'm having an affair with just so and so I met, and I'm having an affair with someone actually that I'm going to leave you for, and I'm going to get married to this person and spend the rest of my life with this person. Seems like a, a there's a difference between those two. Yeah, but I don't think it matters to the person being left. They're like, oh, that sucks a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think both things are happening. Yeah. She made the right choice for her, but it's still a devastating a devastating one for him. Yeah. But yeah. I do think that this movie suggests that your parents getting divorced is really good for your filmmaking. Uh, so uh, that's good. That's a nice yeah, side them. effect. Well, which side of, of the great film debate do you guys fall on? Is movies science or are movies dreams? <laughs> <laughs> movies dreams? Movies dreams. But movies dreams... Uh, with science bits, I think. Like, and that is, by the way, the best line in the movie, uh, which brings me to my top ten best <laughs> lines of the Fableman. Oh shit! Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have ten, but one uh, of them is certainly "You made me into a golden thing." Yes, <laughs> and the other one is certainly. Yeah, the other one is definitely, definitely. Movies are dreams. Movies are dreams. Movies are dreams. Um, okay, but here's my and biggest. So are podcasts, right? What? Well, this is science. This is science. Oh, yeah. Danny, this, this, this is, is actually science. A, quite a scientific process. The microphone oh, plugs into the computer <laughs> and the sound waves record. Science. It's science, okay? We record um, with Danny over Zoom and then later he he sends us an MP3 of his recording and uh-huh. we sync it all together on a magical... <laughs> L- um, n- n- don't listen know. to any of that, Sammy. <laughs> Podcasts are dreams. <laughs> yeah, dreams. I think I think when in this movie when she says uh, that you don't owe anyone your life, not even me, is like that's the kind of thing you assign to a departed person. And say, yeah, you said that because I think that you wanted to say that, but you never actually said that. Like towards the end when she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I got to be with Benny. It's like, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you. I'm so sorry for smacking you in the back, which is oh. a surprisingly large. Oh, my uh, God. Big yeah. element in the story of like she smacks him in the back as he's about to go to a swim meet in order to become an Eagle Scout. Worst possible timing to smack him in the back. Oh, so embarrassing for him. I yeah, but really weird. Back, but that's the wrong kind. Yeah. Yeah. Very I mean, weird. Clearly something that really happened because you're like, this oh, is too, this is too weird to not yeah. really have him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the prayer scene really happened? Well, we saw that thing that there was an article today about how it was like, lot. Oh, right. Like, Lies. Spielberg had no girlfriend in high school or something. Uh, well, <laughs> that's we. I figured. <laughs> um, I don't know so if the, that happened. You're saying or not. that was fully fake, or maybe I, it happened in college. Yeah, I mean, but maybe she's just more. My guess is he took like a college relationship and put it in high school or something. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, no, no. A girl liked me. A girl liked me. A girl yeah. liked me in high school. <laughs> he probably took like the marriage to Kate Capshaw and put that in the really in the in the film. But it's the same thing. It's like he's getting so excited about being with this this really super amped up Christian girl. It's like the girl version of the anti Semite. Golden thing. She's a bit of a golden thing. <laughs> she yeah. is. He's like, ooh, here we go, here we go. And what I think it's such a, it's as a contrast between the Cohen brothers' version of their childhood, which is like a not as obviously not as literal as this one is. Are you saying what is that? What movie is that? Uh, a serious man. Oh, that's theirs. Okay. Oh, because yeah. of the bar mitzvah and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like mm-hmm. kind of basic. And the tornado. But, yeah, and the tornado that, that happened. That took I didn't them know away. That. Well, yeah. there, in this movie, there's a tornado. There's an early scene with the tornado oh, where, right, she, where, yeah. uh, where she says, let's go out and look at the tornado. And then I, yeah. I, I immediately thought of the tornado at the end of The Serious Man. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 That yeah was a, she... That's actually uh, a strike against her. That's bad parenting. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. Well, Driving uh, your kids into a tornado. <laughs> let's go look. No. Yes, I have that. We we might as well. Even get back to the then, pole. they knew tornadoes were bad. Like that's not <laughs> in the fifties. You didn't. You don't know. You don't know what's going on with tornadoes back then. Yeah. Sixty two. No, you wouldn't know. Well, I uh, I actually funny you bring this up, but um, I have a special quiz for this episode. It's called uh, Would You Parent Like That? Uh, and uh, so I have a few a few. I want to put music to this. Like, would you parent like that? Like, Why a, would you parent like yeah, that? Get a uh, oh, that's good. yeah. 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 You can put music under that. The wolf. We'll get yeah. some DeWolf. Yeah. Uh, On tonight's okay. show, they would be like, they'd be like, do you want to like ask um the band to make a theme for this? And I'd be like, no, I don't want to ask Questlove <laughs> to do yes, a theme because just for like existing near him the is stupidest too bullshit I've ever come up with. <laughs> 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 no, I would not like to ask these incredible musicians to do a theme for like the <laughs> dumbest crap I've ever Hey, sorry about this. I don't this, know, you but, missed out. Uh, hey, I'm so sorry. Um, I had this pitch. Um, I just and wanted said I could ask to... you to write a bad song. <laughs> Anyways, you are a genius, and congratulations on everything. And, uh, it's just, it's here's here's the pitch. Come... It's it's called um, <laughs> Would You Parent Like That? It's, it's Fableman's. I don't know if you know. There's a movie. Uh, anyway, sorry, Quest. I think <sighs> I think this. Thanks is... for the request. <laughs> okay. uh, sorry about that too. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him an email later. I'm gonna ask him out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, okay. Would okay, you parent so, like that? Yeah. So, <clears throat> would you parent like that? Is a special quiz for this particular episode and i would like to get uh each one of you to weigh in each two of you so each one of you of all of the people <laughs> who are <laughs> on these four inst- incidents in the film okay let's uh, just clarify i'm not a parent i have no children danny no your most important role is father right yeah. okay, so right, danny okay, is right, okay. uh, a legit vote you are a potential parent Forever, because I'm a, a mini. I'm an uncle. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna you give Ryan one of my kids for this. <laughs> I so to Ryan, for the quiz. you are. I'll borrow a bargain. Borrow for the quiz. Give him back. You have yeah. to give him back yeah. after. Okay. You can have. Yeah, which, you who do you want, Lenny or Marlo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Lenny man. Okay, you but, take yeah. Lenny. All right. Okay, so <clears throat> paper plates and plastic forks on a paper tablecloth, and when you're done eating, you wrap up the paper plate tablecloth and you throw it away yes parenting nor no parenting what year is it in this question <laughs> it's it's 
right now. It's right now. We're moving oh, right all now. of this okay. up to now. Yeah. Yeah. Then yes, I would just throw it all away. Yes. No, so you, you like the idea not. of not I mean, washing dishes? No, I'm washing the dishes, of course. That's ridiculous. That's um, an easy one. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's a no. Okay. I I, I I would say probably no, just like I, but also if if someone did that, I wouldn't call social services. I would be fine oh, no, with no. them doing that. Okay. No, All this right, is yeah. whether so, you yeah. would. So, I, so in general, it. no. In general, I I would yeah. You know, you want to hear something interesting? Yeah. I saw someone litter the other day. What? Wow. I'm like madmen? <laughs> almost. I, I I was driving down the street. There was a car in front of me, and a, like a cup was thrown out the window. Wow. And then, uh, and then a paper bag. That's what? hardcore. In Are you sure you weren't witnessing some kind of like kidnapping money drop off? It was litter. <laughs> I it was know. kind of like shocking. I was like, yeah. Whoa. In 2022, did you yeah. see what was in the litter? It was like food. It was like fast food wrappers. It was like a cup and a paper bag. Wow. What kind of car was it? I don't remember. Uh, Anne, are, are you, you calling me a liar? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, what was she wearing? Um, did you uh, and can you participate in this? Or I, I want to know yes, what you would say yes. about the. I know. would say, well, no, I don't want to give my vote until you're done. Yeah. Just so I don't bias oh, you. Oh, okay, okay. I so, would yeah. say, I would say no, because I think being able to wash dishes is a skill that human beings should, you know, they should learn as children. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so you're not gonna, you're you're not going to claim uh, piano hands or whatever she says. <laughs> yeah, I've got I hot dog pian- fingers. Oh, you, oh, you, <laughs> I can't. You left out that you didn't say specify if we have piano hands or not. <laughs> yes, if you have piano yeah. hands, it's fine. Well, I have typing fingers. I type for a living, so yeah. you know I could probably get a get a little. Uh, they fix. say typing fingers is the new piano hands. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that. Where do you the clacking. Hear that? You hear? <laughs> yeah. But but you think in general we should all learn to wash dishes. I think so. I think it's, you know, being able to take care of yourself is useful. Yeah. Okay. Question number two. Buying a monkey. Yes or no? Good. Do you think this is good parenting to buy a monkey? Yes, I would say I'm not gonna do it, but that's good parenting. <laughs> oh my god. Um I would say no. What? I think you know what I think? <laughs> I think the monkey. I think it was a manic episode she was having. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I have a cat. That's I think she's. I think she's manic depressive. I have okay. a cat. And that's basically the same thing. It's just a pet. <laughs> oh, it's just. I, it's exactly like a monkey. I think a monkey's a whole other ball game. And either you're, I either either she really didn't know what she was getting into, There's, or she was she had a little break and she was like, "Woohoo, monkey's gonna save my life!" And like it didn't work. Yeah, I think. Oh, at the that's time, oh, that's in that's in my top lines. By the way, is. What's he say? He's like, what's this monkey doing here? What's he say? <laughs> oh, he has a line? He says something what, like. What, there's like a shot yeah. of the monkey on his shoulder and he says something. Like, and who is this? Or something uh, like yeah. that. Whatever yeah. that line is, that's in my top fable line. But I'm not going to buy that monkey because you're just going to end up returning that monkey into a worse situation. That's that. There's no way a monkey is going to live All right. in the house. And you're the tiebreaker. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think no monkey because monkeys <laughs> are... are <laughs> they don't have happy lives in houses and they throw poo-poo around. Hmm. All right. Question number four. Uh, I think uh, you guys are wrong. Minority <laughs> report here. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know what? There are monkeys for sale that you can buy. It's not like you can't buy yeah, a monkey. Yeah, you can. Uh, question number three. Making a kid edit 
a camping video to make mom happy? Yes or no? I would do that. <laughs> yeah, do something to fix do, mom. Tomorrow, you wouldn't do this? Come on. Well, I mean, if the shoot can be pushed, it's worth it. Look, we're, there are 50 we're guys about coming. Escape to Nowhere, the war movie. 50 guys are coming, you guys. 50 guys? 50 guys. Well, this is the ditch day of its time. Okay, if there's... Yeah, Ditch Day's a step back from that, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. If it's, it depends on what the movie is. If it's a Ditch Day, definitely that 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 is a shoot that cannot be pushed. That's uh-huh. a set date. Uh-huh. But if it's the other one, the rodeo or the the not the rodeo, uh, road <laughs> the cowboy, ro- uh, the cowboy picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Escape to Nowhere. That can be pushed. Clearly, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're editing that movie for your mom, young man. Especially if it's Final Cut Pro, it's like a or Final Cut Pro. If it's Premiere Avid, he can do it much faster than yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and by Anne's rule yeah. for the first one that it's this year, it's a no brainer. Ryan, keep that in mind before you answer. It's yes. being cut on yeah. Premiere. Oh, if it, oh, if that's true. If it's Premiere, yeah. Well, if it's Premiere, he could do both in one night. So yeah. I would actually say he can he can edit his mom dancing for. Th- 30 seconds like in premiere so yes i w- i would make the request he could probably I- also cut the hate film too you know? yes i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's make, doing it all in a minute and he's doing tiktoks too yeah <laughs> to make I- mom happy and the one to make me happy <laughs> yes i would he say could probably just have like the apple photos app make the movie <laughs> he's sending the mom one to some AI app to just be yeah, like, yeah. cut the mom dancing thing. Moments. Yeah. It's a moment. It's a yeah. moments. Your camping trip, you know, yeah. I would make the request. I would say like, look, your mom is, de- <laughs> your mom's depressed because her mother just died. So for some reason, a video of her dancing in headlights is going to make her feel better. So uh, go ahead and cut that. You know, I-, I would make the request, but I'll say this. I think it's a false, um, uh, it's a false. It's a. It's a. It, to me, it, it rang. It's the thing in this movie that rang as the most false in terms of screenwriting decisions. I was like, the decision between like, like go shoot your own like pro- war movie or whatever versus like no, you must edit a movie of your mother dancing because she wants that. And then Judd Hirsch comes in in the next scene and is like. These kinds of decisions will tear you apart. It's like this is not a thing that anyone. <laughs> has ever had to deal with in their life, having to edit two movies, one for no, their family and one the for circus. their- but he was in the circus. He knows. One for them, one for you. Classic but Steven Spielberg I, quote. It's getting classic at a classic- Steven Spielberg. Yeah. All for all of them. He yeah. makes a lot for them. But like, I was like, this is, you're setting something up, which is I know is that not, Scorsese, but I know I, that. I, 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 one, 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 it's one, okay. One, we don't think you're but, not cool. But I think that's, I think it's Spielberg. Yeah. Spielberg well, is- I didn't say I was cool. <laughs> Let's get ahead we think of you're cool. Okay, we think you're cool. Okay, I would um, I would not make my kid edit a movie of their mom dancing. That seems very self-involved of me to do. <laughs> a video of me. Uh, so no. And then you're, the last you're, you're, one. You mean if you're the mom, you wouldn't be. <laughs> you wouldn't be like, can you edit me dancing? What if you to were make me feel better? Would you say, can you edit a video of your dad dancing? How about that? That just sounds weird. I don't think anyone wants that. <laughs> no one, one wants them, that. One for me. Your dad dancing in sheer clothing in front of headlights. <laughs> I don't think so. dick waggling around in there. <laughs> yes, but it'll make him so happy to see his dick waggling around. 
Okay. Driving kids directly into a tornado. Yes or no? <laughs> That's uh, I gotta go with yes. That's a it's a interesting <laughs> fun fun time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I I would never drive my kids into a tornado. Uh, for the record, that's a okay. no. Boring. Yes, Ryan. I mean, I might do it because there's a chance that the that one of those kids might grow up to a executive produce Twister. Yeah. So yeah. So maybe a yes on me for that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! That's why he did that. I don't know, but uh, I think that's why he did that. He was like, "Hey, I have to tell everyone why I would produce Twister." My mom oh. was a storm chaser. She was a classic storm chaser. My dad was a cuck in a hot wife situation, and my mom was a storm chaser. <laughs> oh, Spielberg! Oh my God! Okay, yeah, no, I wouldn't drive uh, my. Uh, I wouldn't drive any of my children into a tornado. Uh, thank you so much for playing uh, along. That was a great quiz. Uh, we that felt like War of the Worlds, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah. like, there's like a beam of light and a bunch of people are, or whatever. There's those, those lightning things and a bunch of people are like, let's go check that out. You know, like yeah. people are going to it. Yeah. Yeah. Close Encounters. I'd like to do a, yeah. a, a – I think this movie, if it merited a third viewing ever. Excuse me. It would be, I think. Um, Did you stab? <laughs> it would be great to do a. Uh, <laughs> this movie is everything, Dab. Um, you have no good car ideas. Um, I think it would be interesting to watch for like everything that he references that later on becomes a movie. Like, I think there's some ET. There's definitely some. Yeah, with the hand when he's looking at his hand in the light. Yeah. He's like, I had no original ideas past the age of 17. Go. (laughs) Yeah. He was already done. And then he's just poking holes in film during um, uh, Ready Player One. He poked a lot of holes in the film to create all those gunshots. Yeah. You know but what he, I did in film school? Uh, erase that joke, please. Erase that joke. That didn't go well. <laughs> no, this is this is the this is the hate cut. <laughs> what oh, you're listening no. to, Ron, the, what you're listening to right now is the hate cut. Uh, I'm gonna this put this in a podcast. drawer. If you're on the yeah. Patron or Patron. What is it called? Patron. Patreon. <laughs> if you're on the Patreon, you're listening well, we to the hate this. cut. Yeah, we this show's cut. so fancy. We do a Patron. Oh. <laughs> Patron, you get a bottle of Patron and the podcast is inside of it. Patron presents, is this good parenting decisions? <laughs> Yet Patron is like, most of the decisions based off of Patron are not. That's so that's, true. That is that's true. Clear. Yeah. That's well, can clear you um, erase all these references to Patron because they're embarrassing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I know you that. have a brand to deal with them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Do you have, in the very beginning of this movie... The first film that he's taken to, yes. uh, young Spielberg is taken to, Sammy Fableman, is Sammy the greatest. Fables. Sammy Fables. It's the greatest show on earth. Now, I have never met a person on earth who has seen the greatest show on earth. Have you <laughs> seen it? Do you like it? I think Spielberg's the only person uh, repping this movie anymore. And I'll take this one. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's kind of funny is I saw this in a movie theater in the back row of a movie theater that was like full. This was a full movie theater, sold out crowd, opening weekend, limited screening. And somebody was sitting in my seat and then I was sitting in someone else's seat and then they arrived and I had to go back and kick someone else out of my seat. 
and I left my Twizzlers behind. <gasps> and it's all I could think about for the first 10 minutes of the movie was, I wonder if I can go back over there, get the Twizzlers, or maybe I can signal Ryan and he'll throw me the Twizzlers. Like, yeah. I was so preoccupied during the, the movie. Yes. And ever since, I've been on a quest for Twizzlers. I just... I I, there, I I felt deprived, and I it still sounds like exactly you know. what happens with the train. He's got to keep watching that train because he's so traumatized <laughs> wow. by the train. This is right. We really are working our way backwards <laughs> through Fableman's memento style. Yeah, um, no, I think it's that's true, why though. you said you're it because you true. know you're actually true. Deep down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have. You now have to make a Twizzler movie of some kind. Twister. You, yeah. you yeah. have to keep putting the Twizzlers far away in a movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. I have to like shoot it. You're gonna then... have to make several movies about the the breakup between you and your Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I know how difficult that was, but um. Oh, and then somebody went back. I told them about the twi- I, I think I told so- somebody was looking for the twi- the Twizzlers. Someone took my Twizzlers. Oh, we never found him. A little theft, a little theft at Fableman's. Okay. Ryan, can you delete the whole Twizzler story too? <laughs> That's a no. This is because we're actually looking for it now. This is now a crime scene. This uh, yeah. movie. Here's my thing about this: the first because the you spent the first um, twenty thirty minutes of the movie worrying about Twizzlers. No, I didn't I say that. Have. I said I, I said like five to ten minutes. Oh, five to ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> Here's <laughs> what I would like say. Total... Yeah, don't blow it out of proportion. <laughs> I think most of what's good in this movie happens in the first twenty to thirty minutes of the movie. No, really? um, the family, the locker, the, the locker scene doesn't happen in the first. That's the best part of the movie. <laughs> I think the locker scene. I think the locker day. scene is a bad scene. I think Ditch no. Day's. A, I think Ditch Day's a bad scene. No. I think those are bad no. scenes in the movie. I think no. the. I think most of the high school stuff <sighs> in the movie is bad. <laughs> I think the best stuff in the movie is early in the movie, uh, meeting the grandmas, uh, the family dinner. Oh, yeah. Uh, this the kind relatives of stuff. are great. Yeah. The relatives are great. I think that that stuff is the stuff that I really actually liked a lot. And I was actually, once Sammy Fableman went from whatever, 10 years old to 16 years old, I, I lost interest in the movie. Like on mm-hmm. that cut when they get to Arizona and it's like, back up, back up, back up. Hey, back up, back up, back up. And it's like now he's aged into a teenager. Mm-hmm. I I was like, should have spent more time with the little kids. Yeah. Should have spent more time with the adult, with the with the with the relatives and the and the discussions yeah. around the dinner table and everything. It, yeah. uh, that's the stuff I found really invigorating in the movie. And the rest, of the, the I the love the relatives fa- in this movie. Yeah, the relatives yeah. are always a shot in the arm in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, uh, oh, you have some. I except I think the Jed Hirsch character he comes in so. Uh, love for, that for, scene though. First, so abruptly though, like yeah. we don't keep him, so it's kind of like, oh, I wish there was maybe. That's how relatives are, though. They just kind of like they're there, <laughs> they and then they visit. They visit the movie the way they visit your life. You know, <laughs> they just, just like, show Hi, up. I'm gonna shake you up a little bit, and I'm out of here. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love when he's like, he's like, you're gonna sleep on the floor, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna sleep on the floor. I'm uh, I'm mourning my sister. Like, yeah, it's just a, yeah. When he tears his T-shirt, pretty, yeah. pretty great. That's a, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's Which is morning. surprisingly hard to tear. <laughs> we should all try right now. <laughs> like I have never been able to effectively tear a shirt the way that people do in a movie. I think I could. This shirt. I you think, think you I could? could? I'm not going you think you to. Could do it? You could going. rend it. I just want to get a feel for if I could. 
I think I could. I'm not. I'll do it after the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you shouldn't do it unless you don't in, do it for yeah. us. Uh, grief and uh, and uh, like a like a bodice ripping romance is the only time people tear their clothes. Grief and lust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think um, the beginning of this movie that has all the family stuff in it, I. I did like, but I think the movie overall suffered from kind of not being able to accept who the main character was because it wasn't really the family. It was basically his mother, but then it was also him. So it was like what the, like the perspective of the movie was a little incomplete somehow. Like you don't know you're right. You're talking about yourself, but then you're also the most, focal person in the story is actually the mom like the most like the the person you that is creating the most conflict in the story mm. is and the, the one mom. and also the one he's most sympathetic toward is the dad right. and so i mean in a way it's a family story i mean if anything the title the fablemans would point me to it being a family story which yeah. is why i'm like it's almost there except he's so disproportionately represented over his sisters or to a certain degree <laughs> yeah, over, over the really over weird. the grandmothers i'm like make it a little bit maybe make it a little bit less about your ditch day filmmaking at which well, is pretty uninteresting. I it's you. an easily solved problem. You just call the movie Sammy Fableman. That's what they should have done. Yeah. That's what they should have done. Yeah. You call it yeah. Sammy yeah. Fableman's Ditch Day. But I'm sure these sisters had problems. <laughs> yeah. Call the movie Ditch Day and you're set. <laughs> then you really know you're, you're, you go into the movie, you're like, why is it called Ditch Day? Why is it called Ditch What's all this stuff? Cheating? I don't care. Twister? Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I don't care. Uh, cowboy movie? I don't care. Uh, yeah. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, oh Ditch Day. <laughs> Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I think uh, the sisters really only exist for him to be like, "Hey, can you watch this with me?" She watches. Like, there's a scene where Julia, I think the <laughs> actress is Julia Butter. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She plays oh. one of the sisters. She's what he's showing like the, uh, he's showing like a rough cut of Ditch Day. <laughs> yes, and she comes up behind. No, him. we cannot overemphasize yes. to anyone who has not seen this film how important Ditch Day. Is. Ditch Day is like the move exactly. It should, should yeah. She comes up behind him as Ditch Day is playing, and she like puts her arms around him. I'm like, yes. if someone was this supportive of me and and my filmmaking, I would I would have probably killed myself. This is this is a this is a or truly Steven Spielberg. Either that yeah. one or the other. I mean, this is such a weird thing. The idea of just like of like support. Oh God, your images. Oh, Sammy, so your it, your images are just so wonderful. Oh, you this must. This is the scene where all the birds shit on the kids. Oh, your images. <laughs> That's the scene they were watching when she's like, eh, "You're so talented." Oh, Sammy, I respect you're, you so much. You just no one can capture a ditch day like you. Like the level of support. <laughs> Is is truly not to say that I she, didn't she have. She probably would have asked him questions like, "Who's this guy that? Yeah, there's all this, this golden. There's like a golden thing in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like like a golden god, and he says, "No, no, 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 I do like that little part in the the famous um, the famous hallway scene, locker hallway scene, where he goes, "Unless they make a movie about it." <laughs> big that big theater laugh. Yeah. Oh, unless, oh, oh boy, unless I make a movie about it. The movie is that right? Key. People yeah. like that. 
Oh yeah, huge laugh. People were spitting their Twizzlers. <laughs> My Stolen Twizzlers. Twizzlers. My Danny's Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Danny's Twizzlers is your ditch day. You make that film. That got a big laugh, and I started going to therapy when she's when it's like a family fight, and then she's uh-huh. like, "I started oh, yeah. going to therapy." I started going to therapy. Uh, that big laugh. Yeah, big yeah. laugh. Yeah, that's a hilarious moment. Yeah, those are good moments. <laughs> that those are good funny moments. I like wow. the scene where I do like the scene where he's trying to talk that kid into a performance. He's like, "You're sad. All their yeah. deaths yeah. Are on your shoulders." <laughs> yeah. So you want me to like act? Yeah, like, I love that. That was a good scene. <laughs> Which again, to me, is like but a then slight. He shoots it. He shoots his back. Yeah, while the kid's crying, he got the performance. But <laughs> yeah, but you don't see it. <laughs> I love okay. that whole sequence. I love all the filmmaking and the. I, I I like when all the kids get up and run yeah, around. Like that's cute. awesome. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. You're like these are. This is a good guy. Good filmmaker. He's a good filmmaker. Some would say yeah. this is a love letter to filmmaking. I don't mean that in it. <laughs> I don't think it's a love letter to filmmaking. It's a love letter to somebody. Oh, good, probably the golden thing. Yeah, I think um, it's mostly about that guy. <laughs> uh, the, this film, I, I would say, comes at a time um, when uh, the, the Jewish American, let's say, is uh, may, maybe not at the best. Uh, oh is not at their. Is not at their. Uh, well, there's been some high-profile cases of kind of, of recent anti-Semitism and everything. I think it's good for people to see a film like this. What, what do you think? You guys are both have a Jewish ancestry. Uh, does, yeah. does that even register when you watch the movie? Or are you like, oh, you know, do you have a feeling about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I think I said it before too. Like there's like this part where like his religion does become all of a sudden like a thing. It's like not for most of the movie and then it does. And it's just sort of like, okay. I don't know. I like that scene too, though, where I've definitely, there's things in the movie I relate to where it's like he, he goes to this school and everyone's suddenly like taller than him. There's no Jewish kids around. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I, that, that that actually did sort of make me remember like, Oh, when I like went off to college, cause I went, I like grew up in a pretty Jewish area. And then like when I went off to college, like all of a sudden I was like the only Jewish kid on in, in any in my dorm anywhere I went and I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is new. Like I didn't realize this is how it was, <laughs> you know? And, and it actually is reflective of that experience because it wasn't really, it, you know, you would run into like little interesting, like misunderstandings about like you'd meet people who'd never met a Jewish person or people who would ask you weird questions about being Jewish. But ultimately it was about that experience. I didn't get like beat up because I was Jewish or anything, but like, ultimately like it was that experience where it's just like okay it's a little like weird but not like the defining thing of me going to this place or whatever i thought that was pretty accurate actually Hmm. i don't know how elegantly i put that but i think i think i conveyed an idea oh i think very much so i think very much (laughs) no i think that makes perfect sense i think when you don't know that the, there's something the one thing else. that did happen yeah. was some, somebody did hang a bagel in my locker. <laughs> oh man, but it was delicious. <laughs> I do remember uh, I worked at a restaurant and this waitress was like punching in. She was angrily like complaining about a customer and she called the customer. I'd never heard this expression before or after, but she goes, oh, Jew bag. <laughs> What? I was like, what? I was like, I'm Jewish. I was like standing next to her. 
She's like, I, I, I didn't mean it. Like that. I was like, you meant something. I don't know. Like, yeah, no, you definitely <laughs> meant something. Never. Uh, yeah, that was sort of like um, the, uh, the the my bagel in the locker moment, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Anne? <laughs> I don't know. No, Did I answer I your mean, question? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. That yeah. was a great answer. I don't really have that because I didn't really grow up in a. Jewish or yeah in a like a world in which that was really part of my life so it's something I need to inform people of is part of my lineage but it's not like a it's more of like what you really <laughs> so I definitely have never had to deal with anything from that yeah I just had a weird memory of the in in my high school the only case of like um actual like racism or hate i ever saw was directed against a jewish person it was a oh, it was wow. my friend mark and he was walking through and some kid was like you fucking you or something like in the hallway yeah. and that was the only time i ever saw anything like that in my in my high school in, wow. in i mean uh, i grew up in kind of a white area but um i mean that's kind of odd that that yeah that, that that's what i witnessed um yeah and I nice didn't say anything because I was whatever. But uh, yeah, I thought Sammy Fableman was very courageous when he told when he was like, "Well, actually, it wasn't courage. It was actually kind of like, what are you doing right now?" Where, where he's like, "I saw you making out with that girl." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he comes off like a real turd in that scene. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like narking on that guy. Yeah. On that other kid. Yeah. <laughs> He's like too. I don't know why. I don't know what the, what purpose it served. Other, other. You know. I was. Just, I mean. I guess he was sort of get like that was him like hitting back in his way, but also, you're such a turd right there. Yeah. 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 yeah it's very. But I think that's what I think. I don't know if I feel like they must have known they were saying this, but I think it's like you see Spielberg try. To get the upper hand in one way and that doesn't work where he's like yeah you're making out with this girl ha ha i'm gonna get you by saying this thing and then the anti-semite golden thing is like i don't like you but the way that he actually gets him is by being like look you beautiful thing that you'll never actually be ha ha uh-huh. like that that he figured out how to take down hot christian guys i guess <laughs> <laughs> is that well, what Spielberg is, it is really trying to is do it, is it some sort of thing like i don't i mean i assume it has something to do with his parents and his mom's infidelity because he's like aware of that at this point like it yeah. must yeah. be there's uh, but it doesn't feel like that it just feels it like feel this, related this, to ha- that. this happened to me <laughs> like that's <laughs> right. what it feels like it doesn't feel like it seems like a connect in a nor like a normal movie that 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 would have connected in a different way like he would have it would have been more connected but it's not in this movie in this movie it's just like well this also happened to me yeah <laughs> yeah and this is how i handled it <laughs> <laughs> but mainly i i think the movie is kind of about a guy who has a like a pretty self-involved kind of troubled mom and he tries to he's sympathetic towards her forever and never stops being sympathetic towards her even though 
she's a pretty tough mom to have, really, mm-hmm. as as she's depicted. And then the dad is like, he's nice, but he's he's not. He doesn't seem very emotionally adept and kind of passive. So it's like, I see why you wouldn't have made this movie when they were alive. I would not be thrilled to see this depiction. Yeah, um, yeah it seems like if he's, I was either one of these people. Yeah, he also Spielberg had notoriously a a. I mean, I feel like every, everyone knows this now or, or or is aware of this shift. But he he kind of grew up thinking my mom is awesome and supportive and wonderful, and then late in life, this is like nineteen ninety nine, had a <laughs> reconciliation with his dad. And uh-huh. this was such a big deal. It was like on the cover of Life magazine. Like <laughs> really? Spielberg like connects with his father, reconnects with his father, whatever. Uh-huh. And it was this realization that the father did not leave the family. The father sort of took the – the father was sort of the fall guy. I don't know why they arranged it like this <laughs> within the family. But the father was sort of like, I'll take the blame for the divorce. And you and you kids can just kind of you know keep the good vision of your mom. It seems like the father, like Arnold Spielberg, was very, very, very much in love with his wife through all of this. And but then that's why, why was that's he... why he must have done that? Yeah, yeah. And so then, then it I... changed the tenor of Spielberg's movies. Like Catch Me If You Can is actually one of the first films after uh-huh. that revelation. And so in that movie, you see a mom. The mom leaves the father. It's much more sympathetic father character. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, there's no, there's no truth. We don't really know <laughs> what happened. Exactly. The but truth is being created artist, by Steven you're Spielberg. Allowed to... <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that's what's interesting about it too. Is like, you could make the same movie every ten years. He could have made the Fablemans from 1970, 1980, 1990. Like, I kept making the same movie, and it would be a different story every time. And that I think is. I would have been more interested in seeing like maybe a little bit more of a conflicted version of this story than where everyone's kind of a good guy. Well, you got to print the legend. That's what he does at the end. He prints the legend, you know. He does. I mean, he does sort of tell us over and over again that he's printing the legend by referencing a movie where they say you print the legend. Yeah. I guess. Um, Yeah. That's a good hint. War of the Worlds is also a sympathetic dad movie. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's also yeah. That's in the post post millennial sympathetic dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I think there's a. I haven't analyzed it film for film, but I do think that like the tenor of the earlier films is a lot more dad. Whatever hook you know. I'm too busy for parenting. I got to go out and be a businessman or whatever you know. And, <laughs> and it's that kind of stuff. Yeah, I always grew up thinking Spielberg had a bad dad. Uh huh. Grew up going like, oh, maybe Spielberg had you know. Well, so did Spielberg, and then when he was kind of old, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, of bad uh, uh, bad uh, parenting, bad times at the Parenting Royale. um, What did you all? uh, What's your mama panic attack assessment of this movie? Yeah. Did this did this bother you? Um, I'll go first because I. Oh, we all have to do. We all do this on the show before daddy <laughs> i forgot i forgot i have to think of a panic moment okay yeah uh, you just get you, like you can if you want uh, yeah it's unlikely that this movie sent you into into uh, oh, yeah. a, a panic into, frizzy but, but yeah you go Freaking first i didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you i'm sorry i'm tired <laughs> no. i'm getting tired this no, is like what totally time fine. i go to sleep <laughs> yeah i know me too um 
So I would give this movie in the MPA rating, the Mama Panic Attack Assessment. So anything in the movie that made me go like, oh, that makes me uncomfortable as a parent. I gave this movie a PG-13, uh, which is a pretty hard rating for a movie mm. that doesn't really have anything in it. But I gave it for the intense mom self-involvement. I got really kind of like disturbed by the idea <laughs> of this. I'm like, is there, yeah. how do you not be like that? Uh, cause that's like my worst nightmare. Uh, and it got me thinking about that stuff of like, how do you love your kids without being like just so self-involved for God's sakes? Uh, yeah. So it, it, it brought up some stuff for me where I was like, oh yeah, uh, I, that's a good thing to keep in mind. So not as much fun to watch the mom character. Mm-hmm. The dad was great because he looked like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, you know, the thing that really gave me pause is showing a young child a movie with a train and crap. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How could you? How dare you? It's actually, I, I am joking, but also kind of true. Like, I like, I don't want my kids to see, like, crashes and stuff necessarily. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I, I guess... It, I guess I don't like keep them from them though. I don't know. Just don't show them David Cronenberg's crash. They'll be okay. Yeah. 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 Don't show them that. That would be bad. Uh, don't show them the movie Crash. Yeah. Why not? But neither crash. Show we them can't neither. Can't even crash. explain. Yeah. <laughs> there isn't time to explain why you shouldn't watch Cronenberg's crash. <laughs> why children? Should I mean, not you watch should it. watch it. You should. You, yeah. You, you guys you should, should watch, watch it sometime. Yeah. yeah but yeah. what's the first? No, I've seen. Yeah. So what's the first Cronenberg? Film I should show my kids. Uh, history of violence. Okay. <laughs> I feel like honestly they could probably watch like the Dead Zone or something, and that's one of the lighter. Oh, ones. I watched Dead Zone when I was a little. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you could watch that. Yeah, that's probably a good one. Getting that's a disturbed. good kid friendly Cronenberg. <laughs> that is Kitty Cronenberg. <laughs> that's his straight story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's as close as he gets. Does he have one like that, or it's like? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's other scanners, maybe, but those are the ones that are like not existentially terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, though. Kind of like, what are you supposed to do with your powers? Kind of, yeah. Um, As it's getting late here, let's uh, let's uh, let's rate this movie on a scale of something uh, specific to this movie. What's something you you'd only find in the Fablemans? The this, the hallway scene is definitely <laughs> the whole ditch day thirty minutes is like, the ditch day footage. The hallway scene is insane. <laughs> if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna watch ten minutes of this movie, watch the ditch day hallway. Mm-hmm. Ditch day One, hallway. Two. Are we overstating yeah. that? Am I overstating that? No, I, fixated I don't here? think so. I mean, there's a lot. A lot I of just other remember stuff when we were the watching the movie yes. in the theater. I remember being like, "This is odd." <laughs> <laughs> clearly very important to you, sir. Uh, yes. Uh, it, is, it is like when you when someone's talking at a dinner party or something and they won't stop about a yeah. certain topic and you're like, oh, this is really bothering you in some way that I don't understand. What, me right now? Am I, no. I'm the- <laughs> no, I mean, like yeah. when you have an interaction with someone and they just keep talking about one topic, it's like... Oh my yeah, God. that's what I'm doing right now. I'm talking <laughs> no, about the Hollywood. No, but you're talking about it because it's a movie. Because in the movie, that's what he's like. Yes, he's I, like, yeah. no, but 
but here's another thing about ditch day. And you're like, yeah. what are you talking it's like, about? But you, but you made Jaws, and it's like, no, this, but this ditch day thing you was quite important. You made Schindler's List. Why yeah. are you talking about ditch day? Uh, yeah, because um, – yeah. oh, oh, well, maybe just ditch day is the, is the, is the rating. It's just, how many how, ditch days? How many ditch days would you give? What if there have been uh, Fableman's 4K disc is going to have, like, extended ditch day. <laughs> I like hope the full been. ditch day and the real ditch day movie. And you know it's based on a real movie. There, The right. original – there is, like, some original, like, senior – holiday film or I something. bet you that stuff's on the bonus features. Oh, I man. I bet it is. I'm going to have to so. buy this. I have to I buy really this. I really want to watch Ditch Day. I'm going to rent out an AMC theater and Jaws play Ditch Day. Not this movie. Just That's, Ditch that. Day. That's the Avatar of 2023. Yeah. yeah. All right. So on a scale of one to four Ditch Days, uh, Ryan and I will go first and rate it. And then Danny will go last as the ultimate and final decision about how many ditch days this movie gets. We'll give some ratings, but your your legend will become fact. Your your yes. rating will become the fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez, um, you guys! Wow. Uh, no, I'll, I'll gladly go first. Uh, I think that uh, the Fablemans, like I said, I think it has some really good scenes in the first 20, 30 minutes of the movie. I think as the I, I, there's like a it's a weird movie. It almost feels like unfinished in a way. Like the last half of the movie truly feels like a rough cut. There are scenes that go on for, including the hallway scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> scenes that go on like really long that I think maybe if they had, if they had literally just taken like another, literally, uh, there's just something I'd like to say, uh, that, that, that if they just taken like one more pass at it, I think they could have shortened some of the, some of the movie and weighted the movie a little bit differently than it is right now it's weighted very heavily in those later teenage scenes mm-hmm. what i would say is that overall i think like spielberg's i i actually kind of think it's fascinating that, that he decided to make such a uh, a direct retelling of his family story in a way i think i like his films that are more coded the films like catch me if you can and and et and the ones that are the stories about family dysfunction that are more um uh dealing with he's telling it through metaphor Mm-hmm. And so I think it's mm-hmm. in a, it's an interesting movie. This movie's like very much a movie of its time because I think right now, like when you go into a Hollywood office, a development office, they want to know like what's your personal connection with this story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like everyone wants to know that. Like what's going on personally in your life that you can tell a story about? And it's almost like Spielberg made that kind of movie. But in a way, I like the I I think there's there's more of him in some of the fi- fantastical stuff than there is in this movie. Uh, yeah. And uh, but there's there is wonderful stuff in this movie, and I think that there's there uh, particularly the moments in the beginning, Jeannie Berlin, and um, I would give it a three out of four ditch days. <laughs> but that's so many ditch days. Oh, yeah. Yay. Um, yeah. I found I I really liked seeing that the reason why Indiana Jones and the the uh, Last Crusade starts out with the Boy Scouts was because. Steven Spielberg was in the Boy Scouts. Uh-huh. That yeah. direct connection. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 because of that. And then it made me want to watch Indiana Jones again. Um, it's a very dour kind of movie, uh, it, which is odd since it is a two and a half hour movie. And it's all about loving to make movies. But it doesn't actually feel like a movie that is wonderful to make or to watch. So that's very strange, given that it is 
all about how much I love movies, but then the movie itself is like, doesn't really use, like it's not very inventive in the way that it's using filmmaking, which was kind of what I was expecting going into is like, oh, it could have all of these these interesting elements or dream sequences or who knows what, I don't know. But it's very straightforward. And I just don't think that your parents are as interesting as you think they are because uh, they're your parents. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so I would give this, I mean, it's very well made, uh, but <laughs> except for Ditch Day, <laughs> it's, it's pretty boring. Uh, so I would uh, say this is not a winner. This is a two and a half Ditch Days. Oh, no chicken dinner. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, my turn. Yes. I say I like a lot of I there's stuff in this movie I really like. I like all the I like anytime he's making a movie in the movie, uh, even Ditch mm-hmm. Day, like even that. I I actually really <laughs> really did enjoy the like him shooting Ditch Day is great. Mm-hmm. That's a very fun sequence. <laughs> yeah. Uh and him making all the movies and seeing his little sort of nifty tricks and how creative he is. Like I, I just wish the movie just had like more of that stuff. That would have been really cool. Um, just more of him making movies and then yeah, less of some of the other stuff. <laughs> I guess I, I, I'm gonna give it I'll give it three ditch days. I, I still there's still some expert filmmaking here. And it's a wonky, weird movie and it's but it's not uninteresting, you know. Even if to Anne's point, like, oh, his parents aren't as interesting as he thinks they are, it's still like I was watching with fascination, even if I was sometimes fascinated with how weird the movie was and how not movie like it was sometimes for a person who's made some of the greatest movies ever, maybe our greatest filmmaker. And, and, and he's like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like he's operating in his blind spot and that's kind of cool in its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I would say. What were you watching? It was like, it, it's, it's, it's interesting I, I don't know if I would count it amongst the greatest Spielberg movies ever, no. Uh, but it's but it's but it's definitely interesting to watch him process through this stuff. All right, real quick, everyone's top ten Spielbergs in order. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is just a good question, though. If you could only take one or two, what would you take? <laughs> oh wow! Uh, Catch me if you can. Probably is one of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess Ditch Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one. I take two copies of Ditch Day, you guys. Two, two copies. <laughs> oh man, what is the other one? Um, and it has to be Spielberg, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, David Lynch. I'm just trying to think of the ones uh, yeah, I like, yeah. have watched the most times, and the two I, the two Spielberg movies I've watched the most and will never get sick of watching is Catch Me If You Can and Minority Report. Like I, I, I don't oh, think those yeah. are necessarily the two best ones, but like mm-hmm. those are the ones I've watched a hundred times and will continue to watch. Yeah, same year, amazingly. Which really is incredible. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, I didn't even realize yeah. that. That's awesome. Two thousand two. Sorry for cussing. That's uh, okay. You can cuss. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought this was like <laughs> a no cuss podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. no cuss. By the so, way, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I do want to say Seth Rogen and um, Michelle Williams, we did not mention this. I feel like this has not been mentioned at all. They're in a good movie together called Take This Waltz. Which is a fantastic movie that I love so much. It's a Sarah Polly movie. Uh-huh. And 
It is so good. Sarah Silverman is in it. And she, they the some of the things that they bring up about what is challenging about love and relationships is so great. And it's so Canadian somehow. Um, if you want to see these actors be really naturalistic, and I think probably the best that Seth Rogen's ever been is a dramatic actor. Is that the movie where he's making chicken a lot? Yes. Yeah. He's a chicken he's a chicken cookbook writer. Yeah, yeah. That's a good detail in that movie. Yeah, yeah. he does win a chicken dinner in that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. winner winner. Yeah. Chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um that's a great. That's a great one. I yeah, I, terrific I, movie. I, terrific movie. movie. I, I feel yeah. like this. I I was like almost primed for them to have like a real chemistry or something because of that. This is this movie's almost the inverse of that movie because that yeah. movie she's married to him and then she oh, has right, she, right. she has yeah, yeah she's yeah. someone else. Yeah. Well, I think that that's what this movie lacks. That take this waltz really d- describes really effectively is how it's so confusing to know that you're supposed to be with somebody else and then you don't even know if you really are. Because in that movie, there's there's no one who's going to tell you what you should be doing. And I think there's something a little preordained in this because it happened to Spielberg. But it's like, doesn't exactly feel as uh, scary as maybe it actually felt for those people, I mean. Yeah, when you're in it, it's tough. Take This Waltz has a great, 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 great ending. I feel like that's a, that's that's just one where it's yeah. in every way that you could say like, okay, you're um, basically avoiding the conventional way that this sort of story would go. It's not a movie about movies. It's not a movie about how people behave in love stories and movies. It's like how they, you know, how they behave in real life. But but different uh, filmmaking, different filmmakers, different filmmaking, yes, different filmmakers. Two yeah. two actors who. Uh, I wouldn't say Seth Rogen is a great actor, but he is he's good enough in that part and in this he's uh the character isn't fully fleshed out, I think. Um but we have had a fully fleshed out conversation about the Fablemans tonight. <laughs> or uh, have we had a fully fleshed out conversation about Ditch Day? <laughs> We should title this episode Ditch Day and see how many people get it. Uh, We should title it The Fablemans colon Ditch Day. The Fablemans presents Ditch Day. Danny Jelenic, thank you so much much for uh, uh, returning on on this show here and talking about uh, uh, this uh, this fascinating movie. And uh, if people are interested in your work and want to find you, where do they find you? I have a website. And uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Just Google me. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Google you. Okay. Uh, this is a filmmaker. <laughs> this is a filmmaker. Uh, this is a guy. If you don't know him, you want to know him. You want to know his films. I'm always excited anytime he makes anything. Oh, thanks. And uh, yeah, this show is uh, Mama Needs a Movie. Uh, yes, Mama Needs a Movie pod on Instagram. On Be Instagram. sure to like and subscribe and like leave a and comment. subscribe. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, theme song by Andrew Shaver. Graphic by Chris Van Arselen. And That's if you that. can review us on um, iTunes, that really is that does help. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you, Danny. <laughs> but leave a review for Danny. Leave a review of Danny, please. Yeah, only no, review no, Danny. No, it's not the episode. He'll read it. You know no, he'll no. read it. No, no, uh, please uh, review one of the good episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Danny. Thanks so much, We're Danny. Let you go to sleep. Yeah. It's late. And we will uh, see you next uh, week. See you next time. Bye. 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 And we're staying on, right? <laughs> okay.